Are you stuck doing what's urgent? Are you stuck doing what's important? Can you not figure out the two? Coming up next here on the Grow With Tim podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another great episode. I already know it's going to be great because we are talking about organizing your thoughts, your times, your patterns. Uh, One of the things that you always talk about, Tim, is effectiveness, efficiency. We're kind of getting into that in a way with our matrix that we're going to put everybody through here in a second. That's right. It's called the Eisenhower matrix. A lot of our listeners are familiar with this already. It's so named because a former president, Dwight D. Eisenhower, was said to have figured out how to allocate his time as he led the country by organizing it into four quadrants. So we're going to talk about those. They were later popularized by Stephen Covey. Right. So you've heard of Stephen Covey's time management matrix. You've heard of the Eisenhower matrix or the four quadrants. It's all the same concept. Um, We're going to call it the Eisenhower matrix today because I think that's where it came from. Talking about how do you actually do the things that matter, the things that are important, not necessarily just the things that are screaming for your attention. Right. And there's so many things screaming for everybody's attention out there, especially those high octane entrepreneurs that we're usually talking to um, who aspire to be presidents one day. So first, a few trivia items about Dwight D. Eisenhower. What you got? Trivia. Oh, I did not, <laughs> not, did not come prepared for uh, this. I think Dwight is is the guy that is known for several quotable statements, right? Isn't okay. he the one that says it's not the size of the dog in the fight? It's the size of the fight in the dog, right? Which works okay. well for me because I'm at like five, nine, usually one of the smallest people in a room full of okay. men at least, right? And so do you uh, normally my, have to fight a lot or do you oh, have a lot of, day. Day. oh no, yeah. No, yeah. No, okay. No, no. I, All right. So for some reason, Will this morning asked me, turned on the camera and then asked me, what would I do if a dog uh, um, like attacked mm-hmm. me? And I, so I had to, He's asking, what kind of a punch am I going to throw? Right, I, I right. don't know. Aren't they all the same? Like, I've they, never not, absolutely not. <laughs> they are maybe split into con, you know, like quadrants here. Yeah, right. We've got we've got punches that are important but not urgent <laughs> right now. It may become urgent if we don't throw the right punch. Uh, well, at the same token, I don't know a thing about Eisenhower as well. Of course, he was General Eisenhower. Right, right, That's right. kind of what I know. Um, I th- well, and I've heard the only thing I'll say about him before we get into what the effectiveness uh, of his matrix did is um, he apparently was actually America's first black president. Like one of his paternal grandparents was actually African-American, yeah. which he never, of course, never at that time. Yeah, yeah, he never acknowledged in the 30s, 40s, 50s when he was doing his dirty work. Yeah, yeah something crazy. Like Interesting. But anyway, Interesting. So tell us in the comments. We don't know. <laughs> okay, so Tim, so we have got this matrices here. Most people know that this matrix came from Stephen Covey. Once again, I I didn't know it came from Eisenhower. Apparently he was running the country with information like this. So help us understand. So first of all, where do we place this? Yeah. So we, we got to set up this matrix for those of you that have not seen it before. And this is going to be hard to do in an audio format. We'll we'll, figure it out. Yeah. Everybody. You can watch us of course in different places. So if you're just listening, get to the bottom, look at the show notes, you'll see the, you'll see the video. We'll try to visualize this for you. So four quadrants. So the top row, right. Is going to be things that are important. Bottom row is going to be things that are less important, okay. right? All right, so we've got two rows, importance on top. Um, then you've got the first column is going to be all of your things that are urgent, that are screaming for your attention yep. right now. Okay. And the second column is going to be the things that are not so urgent, right? They're they're um, lower priority, not in the sense of what you should do, but they and, don't seem to be or, so urgent. Yeah, they're just not. Urgent, they're not screaming. Right? It's more of a whisper. So, so okay. you end up with a grid, right? Of four boxes, yeah. a two by two. And, and the top row is the important things. The bottom row is unimportant. First column is the urgent thing. The second column is the unimportant. And so if you were to number those, your first box 
is going to be the things that are important and urgent. So first box is top left. Yeah. Top left. Top left. So the things that are important and urgent, these are going to be, I mean, there's all kinds of things, right? You're, you're, the school nurse calls and says your daughter's sick and you need to come pick her up, right? Yeah. You don't really have a choice to delay that for a Correct. day or two. You got to do it right away. Your daughter hopefully is important. A day or two. Important, <laughs> right. Right. This no, is, you got to go do that now. Yes. Uh, your website is down um, and it's how you generate sales for your company. Well, that's pretty urgent and it's pretty important, right? Yep. All right. Box number two, right next to it on the top still, mm-hmm. these are things that are important, but they're not necessarily urgent. Right. This is strategic planning. Um, this is thinking about the future of your company. It's it's um, your diet, making investments. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Your diet, your yeah. health, working out, working out. Look, is not urgent. If I don't go and work out this morning, nothing bad is going to happen immediately. But over time, that's an important thing that's going to keep me out of the doctor's office. It's going to prevent some health crises. Right. 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 OK. So box number two is really important. We're going to talk about what to do with all these boxes in a minute. For, but for now, I just want you to get the picture. So box number one, top left. Urgent and important. Box number two is important, but not urgent. Mm-hmm. Now we drop down to the second row. Okay. Box number three, back to the left. It is um, not particularly important, but it is urgent. Yes. Okay. So I'm scared this of this is, box. Yeah. That's yeah. where we, too many of us spend time here. So right. th- these are unscheduled interruptions, yes. right? So somebody calls you and asks you a question. You weren't planning to do that. Um, these are in urgent things like you've got to book travel. Right. You got to yeah, be in Washington, D.C. next week and you got to book your plane ticket and get your own transportation figured out in your hotel and whatever. But that's not important. Like anybody can do that. Right. right? So right. this is a box sneak preview. Right. This is a box that we're going to delegate. A lot OK. Of, okay? OK. All right. And then finally, box number four is neither important nor urgent. Mm-hmm. And that's the stuff that you just got to dump. You just got to get rid of. Yep. Maybe maybe a few of those things should be automated. A few of those things maybe can get delegated, but probably you just need to eliminate that stuff. Right. Right. Okay. okay. So there are the four boxes. You're urgent and important. Boxes one, two, three, and four. Box number one, you just got to do. And, and you've got to do it soon because it's right. urgent and it's important. Right. But here's the thing. You, your degree of success is going to be largely determined by how you allocate time across these four boxes. Okay, because there's a finite amount of time, and we're trying to say that the control is everything fits into one of these four. Yep. So how we spend our time figuring this out, hopefully in advance, a little preview again, foreshadowing, is going to determine all the difference in our growth, our effectiveness, our income, our team, our health, everything. You got it. Yeah. You got it. And and unfortunately, most of us are ruled by the tyranny of the urgent. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, yeah. The tyranny of the urgent. You're constantly putting out one fire running to the next, running to the next. You're responding to this phone call. You're answering this email. It feels like you're always behind. You're always running late and and you're ruled by the tyranny of the urgent and you're never actually getting the important things done. Now, it may seem like you're going to say, well, yeah, I'm just too busy to do those important. I can't take a day to do strategic planning. What are you crazy? I got I got a business to run. Right. The problem is that. There's actually a relationship between these two. It's not just that we we want to stop doing these less important things because we want to do the important things. If you do the important things, you'll actually find that you can prevent a lot of those urgent crises. Right. Okay. So we're going to talk about that at length here in a few minutes. But there is a relationship and your degree of success is largely determined by how you allocate your time. So let's figure out how to spend more time in box number two, which is important but not necessarily urgent. Okay, very good. So we think that, so what are you saying, Tim, that 
Box number two is where we should spend most of our time or the most strategic time should be there or? So it depends on the life cycle of your business. Okay. If if you don't have a team or you don't have much of a team yet, you may spend a lot of time in boxes one and two. Okay. Maybe a little bit of time in box three even, which is box three, just to remind you, is the important. Um, I'm sorry, it's the urgent but not important stuff. Right. So, but as you progress and as you build out a team and build a company and you are becoming more and more strategic, you're functioning at an executive level or even a board member, you got to have all your time spent in box number two. Somebody like Jeff okay. Bezos, yeah. right? Even when he was CEO, now he's chairman of the board or whatever at Amazon. But even when he was CEO, he didn't spend any time in box numbers one or three or four, okay. right? When he would get on a call, he's talking about 15 and 20 years. I heard a story about Bezos one of his like college buddies or whatever called him up after an earnings call, right? You're a publicly traded company. He's announcing earnings. And this uh, buddy called him up and said, Hey man, congratulations on a great earnings call. Like you, you killed it. You, you beat all the analyst expectations for what your company was going to earn. And Bezos is like, well, you know, yeah, thanks. That that's, um, it's nice of you to say that, but, but this earnings call today was baked in like 16 quarters ago. Yeah. Wait, what? Right. 16 right. quarters ago, like four years ago, the decisions that we were making four years ago actually made this this quarter's call what it was. Right. And so it wasn't like congratulations on, oh, it you, wasn't you a had surprise. a really great quarter. Yeah. It was a great four years that led up right. to this quarter. We had a premeditated way of going about our decisions to get us to where we really wanted to go. Yeah. And that's what box two is all about. Yeah. So here's a question for you is how do you decide or how should one decide? Or maybe, yeah, specifically, I'm going to ask you. How do we batch our time? When I started to learn about, hey, there are certain things that you basically get guarantee and schedule you're going to put in, and then you avoid other things. That's yes. how you get stuff done. Yeah. Now, what to think about? You're going to help us with that too. But first off, it was batching. Look, you've got to spend strategic time just doing the important yeah. and eliminating everything else, at least mentally when you're sitting at your desk or yep. on a call. You got it. Prioritizing and, and and batching time is brilliant. So trying to get the same types of activities all grouped together, you just have a lot fewer switching costs, right? Okay, it's death right. by a thousand cuts if you're constantly switching from one thing to the next to the next. Um, but then prioritizing this box number two, stuff that isn't urgent but is important. So I'll give you an example. Next Friday, actually be, even before this podcast comes out, um, I've got the whole day blocked off for strategic planning. I'm okay. going to get out of town. I'm not going to have a lap. Well, I'll probably have a laptop. Just now, this prices. is just you, just me in okay. this case, because okay. what I'm doing on this day all right. is strategic planning for Tim Joyner Incorporated okay. right? for all, all the right. stuff I'm involved. So in. is it just you? Is it you and the family? Is it you and it's, your assistant? In this case, it's just me. Okay. The next week, all right. I've actually am taking a leadership team from one of the companies that I'm involved in. Mm -hmm. And there are going to be six of us that are going to Asheville. We're going to a nice hotel and we're going to camp out for parts of three days. Okay. And it's going to be strategic planning for 2023 with the whole team. That is not urgent. And in fact, right, it's right. very expensive because I'm putting, I'm renting, I think six hotel rooms in a nice space. I'm, it's not just the hotel and the travel that's the expense. It's the time, right? I've got six senior people, right? Very valuable, really busy people. I'm going to take them completely out of day-to-day -day operations for basically three days, two and a half days. Mm -hmm. um, and it's very expensive and it's not urgent, but it is so important. And the work that we do in that retreat is going to prevent a lot of crises in 2023. It's going to um, multiply what otherwise would be, I hope, a successful year, but it's going to make it many times more successful. 
it's going to be really powerful, but it's, it's a classic number two. Right. And, right. and if we waited to have time for that, if we waited until we got all the urgent things fixed, if we waited until we put all the fires out, we'd never do it. Right. So right. we're just going to plan it. We're going to shut off our phones. We're going to turn on autoresponders and we're going to have two and a half days mm-hmm. in the mountains of North Carolina um, without thinking about operational stuff. We're going to force ourselves to spend time in box number two. And uh, I'll report back to you, but I okay. anticipate right. it's going to be a very valuable activity. Well, here's the question that I have then. How does one or a team know whether or not it is valuable? Because if we're potentially looking out for far, you know, there can be a lot of anxiety going, man, is this really going to get us to where we want to go? Man, I'm still dropping the ball on urgent, important yeah. things right now. You yeah. know, how, how do people kind of, or how do you yourself worry about that? So, I'm sure things can come up and be urgent. So yeah. how do we make sure we can yeah. live through that? <laughs> so that? we'll talk through each box here in a minute, but the, the short version is you've sort of got to take it by faith until yeah. you've experienced it. Okay. Once you've experienced it, you'll never go back. Because as you, every time you deal with a crisis, make a note in box number two, you know, a new to do in box number two, the urgent, but not, I'm sorry, the important, but not the urgent thing. Every time you have a crisis, you say, what can I do differently to make sure I never have to solve this crisis again? Okay. Right. I never experienced this again. Right. And, and that kind of planning work, that kind of investing work, that kind of preventative maintenance work is never urgent until it blows up in your face. Right. But if you do that systematically and rigorously again and again and again, you end up virtually eliminating the crises. You're not going to eliminate all of them. You're still, you know, you're, you're going to get in a car wreck that nobody saw coming. You couldn't have prevented it. Right. And it's mm-hmm. going to put you in the hospital for four days or right. four months or whatever. Um, it's not that you can control everything, but you can control quite a bit. And it's that box number two that's going to allow you to prevent a lot of those things. That, so the answer is, how do you know? You look at successful people that have been there, done that. They all spend most of their time in box number two. The really successful people in the world all spend in their box in number two. They're always looking five, 10, 20 years in the future. Okay. And, and they're not frantically running around from one crisis to the next. And the reason is they made the decision to prioritize that. And now all this other stuff just sort of fades away. Now they have a team that can take care of some of that stuff. There are systems that they put in place. But if you feel like I just can't afford to go to box number two, you absolutely must go to box number two right. or you'll never get out of the rat race. So here's my question for a person that we're actually talking to, an entrepreneur, a friend of ours, someone who's stumbled upon this idea, who's maybe like us heard of it, but has a hard time living that out day to day. Maybe their personality is just, they don't know how to get this done and how to even move toward box number two. Can you think of one or two ways that they might say, hey, if you do this, this will help you. Or if you hire this type of person, then they'll help you get there. I I really feel that some folks don't have any practice. So they wouldn't even know how to. Very true. Very true. And and I would say that that was me a decade ago. Right. I didn't have any practice and this stuff doesn't come naturally and they don't right. teach it in school. Right. right. That's what I'm trying to yeah. do. The, the theory is so, great, but like, how do you do this? All of us are wired like to, to respond to crises and to immediately escalate that. Right. You, you see a bear charging toward you or as Will asked a dog, morning, right. From charging, our producer <laughs> charging toward right. me. And immediately that's your top priority. Right, right. Right. The problem is most of the things that present themselves as urgent actually are not dogs that are about to tear you limb from limb. Okay. And they actually aren't. Somebody calls you, somebody emails you and has a question and it feels like, oh my goodness, they're, they're going to be upset if I don't answer this email, like, you know, within 12 hours. Probably it's not, act, nothing 
too bad is going to happen if you got your head down in a strategic planning event. Your email can probably wait a day or two, right? So I feel the anxiety from some folks. And of course, we've all been in crisis management mode where we felt like there's, I mean, yeah, I'll get to that one day. But the next week, yeah. I probably should go ahead and answer everything. So there are two, two possible, to answer your question, how do you, what are some practical tips? How do you get started? There are two possible ways to get started. Um, one is to eliminate boxes, especially the lower, the yeah. unimportant things, right? right? Boxes three and four. Okay. So let's start with number four. Four is, is really, we're just wasting time in number four. Okay. For the most part. So this, this is stuff is, that is not important. This is Facebook. Not this is it's Facebook. It's anything TV. that we do to procrocrastinate. It's yeah. binge watching Talking TV to shows. people in the office, but not getting anything done. Absolutely. Management by walking around. Well, management by walking Wh- around. Which is, is my thing. style, but I can, we, I can take it too far. I just know far. that. Right. So I'll tell you a story. I long ago in a past life, uh, I did IT at a real estate company. One of my businesses did IT in high school. I, st- I learned how to fix computers and I made money. I paid my way through grad school okay. partially by um, working on people's computers. And I had this contract with a real estate company. There were like 170 agents in this company that were all selling houses in Greenville, South Carolina. And so I got to be a fly on the wall in their offices because every Tuesday afternoon for like three or four hours, I'd go in and there'd be a list. Go see Bob and fix his printer and then go see Sue. So this start. is you physically this going was me, around. This was a long time ago. Okay. This yeah, is a lot of people I was too. fixing computers. Just... And I was like their outsourced IT department. Okay. And all these agents <clears throat> would put their name on a list and I would go fix their computer problems. Okay. Okay. So it was, it was fun for me. It was lucrative. And I learned a lot by okay. observing all these people. Okay. And here's what I noticed. Right. Most of these 170 agents hung out in their, they had this beautiful like lounge area, leather couches, TVs on the wall. Okay. They, they drank coffee. They talked to each They were constantly complaining about how awful the market was. This was a long time ago. The market's really good right now. And about how they had terrible buyers and they, they would gossip and complain and talk about other realtors. And I'm like, don't you people ever work? Right. 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 Well, um, and real being a realtor, aren't you unemployed unless you're actually unless signing you're papers? Yeah. There were a few agents that always had their doors closed. Uh-huh. They were never out there. They were always on the phone or on their computer. Well, the cool thing about it was that I worked for the executive management also, and I solved their problems and I had access to all kinds of computer systems. And I, you know, I'm fixing a report that's not working for them. Yeah, so you can see the numbers. I need the numbers. Right, right. Well, this is no surprise. Yeah. Those people that are out there talking and drinking coffee all day long sold like three houses in a year. Right. They, right. I mean, they were making less than minimum wage. I don't. I, they they're having a good time. It. Leather couches, Tim. Leave I, them alone for a second. Right. The guys who were with their doors closed right. and were on the phone all the time working were killing it. I mean, they were making three, four, five hundred thousand dollars a year as right. a realtor. Um, it, it, and it, that was really interesting to me. Like. They're they're both realtors. They both work for. I mean, they're ten. Yeah, same, same company, company. Right. Same they both resources. Had access to the same training. Same tools. Same resources. Same right. tools. But some of them are, and the ones that aren't, were out there complaining and talking right. and drinking coffee. So that that of course is another testament of something we all know: go to work and work. At, at right. Work. Like, and get, work. Yeah. Get the work done. Whatever the work so is. Yeah. Lots of things that we do that aren't urgent, that aren't important gossip, talking to people, binge watching TV, playing video games. Not that you should never have downtime. I, I'm, all, I'm all for structured, intentional downtime, but don't just avoid the work, right? Yeah. Um, there are other things too. I'm not guilty of this. I don't think you are either, but some of us are like OC about these really elaborate filing systems and color coding everything and labeling mm-hmm. stuff. And like, 
we spend a lot of time on that and it's actually not very important and right. not very urgent. So you need to stop doing it. The person who sharpens their ax, but never swings it. Yeah. Right? Right. Everything looks good, yeah. but they never can get started. There's yeah. one more task to make sure it's in order. So right? box number four, you just got to dump. You got to stop yeah. doing that stuff, mm -hmm. right? That's going to automatically free up time for number two. Okay. okay. So, so you ask, how do I do this? One way is to get rid of box number four. Just right. Stop doing it. And it's probably amazing for you or me to sometimes assess our situation. Of course, everyone out there, how often we're spending time in those areas. Yeah. It, it, it's probably not earth shattering for us to realize that. But once we realize that personally, I'm spending more time than I need just on unimportant trash. Yeah, it's okay. worth it to track your time. We're going to encourage you to do that at the end of this podcast to give you a practical exercise that maybe will turn on the light for you. But okay. so... You can eliminate box number four. Also, you can eliminate box number three by delegating it. So box number three is urgent, but not necessarily important. Mm -hmm. If you get rid of those two boxes, you'll have more time to do two. Here's the problem. It's really hard to get rid of those things if you're not in the habit. And so the other way, I told you there were two ways to okay. solve this problem. Yep. The other way is just to prioritize number two, sort of. It, what is it? The um, Parkinson's law that the work expands to, to fill the, the amount of time alignment. allocated to yeah. it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so if, if you're not careful, you might eliminate box number four, but box number three grows to take its place or box number one even grows to take its place. Right. And so maybe you just need to block off box number two and say, I'm going to go for two days to the mountains to do the strategic planning with my executive team. And we're going to figure out how to get the work and we're going to fit the work around it. But this time is sacred. It's not just strategic planning that belongs in box number two, but whatever it is, depending on your personality and how disciplined you are, maybe I can get rid of stuff first and then do the priority two stuff, the, the, the quadrant two stuff. Maybe I just need to force the quadrant two stuff and figure out how to fit in all the other things. Either of those approaches can work. Right. But somehow, ladies and gentlemen, you've got to spend more time in quadrant two. That's what unlocks the real value for the rest of your life. Got it. So I think... We have, we've really helped folks understand quadrant two is where a high level growing executive type personality wants to be. But still, I think sometimes if you're looking at these boxes, one, two, three, four, or even looking at the matrix visually, yeah. and folks are trying to put this important and urgent would might be the one we don't realize we shouldn't be in as much. Yeah. But we are thinking, no, this is the one, right? Yeah. Important and urgent. Yeah. So what, what would you, because I think when I was refreshing myself on, you know, the Eisenhower matrix, I was like, one is where I'm supposed to be, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. So one, important and urgent. Lots of stuff that um, is in there only because you haven't spent enough time in box number two. Gotcha. Right? Mm -hmm. So you, box number one is largely reactionary. Box number two is largely proactive. Yeah. Right. Okay. So if I'm reactive in box number one, I've got to get the website back up because it crashed. Well, maybe I could have put in better monitoring or I could have put that bill on auto pay gotcha. or I could have hired right. somebody to, to set up a backup server. Or I, when I, when there wasn't a crisis, I probably could have taken steps to make sure that the website didn't go down in the first place. And that would have been better for everybody. Mm -hmm. So yeah, once it happens, I've got to get the website back up and that's priority numero uno. Right. But number two is where the real long-term value lays, lies. Do you think that the average person out there like yourself who, let's say you're practicing as well as you're preaching today, yeah. which I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. Well, but, no, I mean, I, I'm always a better preacher than practicer. We all, that's why you have a podcast, right? <laughs> I, real people are working right now and we're talking. 
Okay, so my question is, how much time do you think in a work week, if you're working 40 hours, how much yeah. time does it take overtime once you become good at this? Oh, Are you a- spending in two? Like, yeah. oh, once you get it all set up, you only have to spend an hour a day, an hour a week, an yeah. hour a month, uh, five oh, hours, you know, into what, what type of time proportion, if you're going to schedule it, we've got time a lot of different. So I'm wondering, yeah. like, that you know, is a great, I, that's yeah. a great question. I love it. I would say that almost everything inbox three has been delegated now i okay. do almost nothing that isn't important for me to be doing right okay. it's something that i have to do so i don't do accounting i don't do scheduling i don't do most email communication i don't do logistics i don't do research i don't do i don't make my own powerpoints or build my own websites or any all that stuff yeah. has been okay it's all um stuff that needs to be done but it's not important for me to do so i've delegated or eliminated or automated most of that stuff in the bottom row okay um, box number one, the, the crisis stuff, the urgent stuff. I, I, I have not done this analysis recently, like on paper and actually thought it through, but I would say I probably spend three to five hours a week in box number one where okay. it's urgent. Yeah. It's gotta be done now. Right. The bulk of my time is in, you don't it, it really, is in quadrant really. Two. And that was not true even as recently as two or three years ago. Okay, right. Um, well, I was just assuming that, and maybe very much incorrectly, and of course it depends on certain people's scope of work and how they work with their team, but I'm really wondering, and of course we're talking about exit one, two, three, and four, and you can you know hear us talking about that as you've learned that with, uh, I think, Roland Frazier. Yeah, right. Those. But I just assume that, oh, over time, I wouldn't need to spend as much time in two. Yeah, I, in my opinion, number two is where all the real long-term value so is. So stick with it. And stay you, there. If you if you've properly prioritized number two, mm-hmm. there won't be very much urgent stuff. I don't like urgency because it's stress. Of course, right? If my website's down, I, that's not a good thing. If somebody is, if I feel under pressure, I've got to get this thing out the door because I'm late or whatever. That's not a good thing. So I want to spend my time proactively in box number two, getting all the systems in place and pre-planning right. project management. Not, not that I'm going to do the project management, but I want to make sure that my team is clear about the vision and the goals and the objectives, and they're going to figure out how to get there. But if, if I plan right um, and I prepare and I fix and I resp- I like, okay, we have that crisis. Now we're going to figure out how we never have that crisis again. Right. All that's quadrant two activity. If I do that right, there's just not going to be very many crises. Okay. Ain't that something. All right, Tim. So now take us home. What can our listener do practically to get started on this? Let's say that they are delinquent in what they already know, or they've never done this exercise. How do we get going? All right. So we talked about eliminating box number four, delegate box number three, right? Mm -hmm. Box number three is going to be different for different people. Maybe it's social media responding to comments. You need to be responsive to social media, but it's usually not very important. Right. It's not something that you need to do. Responding to emails or phone calls. Somebody else can answer your phone. Somebody else can, you, know, you can reroute it. Somebody else can manage your email for you. Somebody else can schedule your travel arrangements. Somebody else can handle project management or planning for an event or even preparing a room for a meeting, right? We've talked before about customer experience, delighting your customers. You want to have chilled water bottles and printed agendas and the TV sure, screen right, turned up yeah. and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. That's urgent, but it's not important, right? It's not a good use of your time. So you can delegate all that kind of stuff. Yes. Um, then box number one and two, we talked about how the interplay, as you spend more time in two, there's less time required in number one. And, but most of our time, if, if we don't, if we're not intentional about that goes into box number one, the urgent and the important or 
the other urgent, the urgent but unimportant. And and so we've got to deal with box number two, actually scheduling and prioritizing at times. So okay. here are four Ds. You asked me to bring it home. Here are four Ds. Maybe I'll help with that. Box number four, you dump it. Dump it. Got it. Not urgent, not important. Dump it. Box number three, that's urgent but not important. Delegate, Delegate it. Yep. If we go up now to box number one, box number one is urgent and important. Do it. Do it. You've got do to it. do it. Yeah. You probably can't delegate it. Maybe you can. Um, but but if it's really actually important, you, you probably have to be involved in it. Um, and then box number two, the one that we really hang out, is decide and and plan, right? Decide. So decide, yeah. decide when you're going to do it, who's going to do it. It may not be you, but you're probably going to have to lead it. If it's really important, you, you should at least... Um, assign it and and take ownership of it, even though somebody else may be involved in it. We talked before about who, not how. Right. Big believer in having lots of who's that get stuff done. Mm-hmm. I don't need to know how to do everything if I have some good who's. Um, so anyway, decide when and how and who's going to do it and commit to that. Actually put it on your calendar, prioritize it, protect it. And as you do that, you're going to find fewer and fewer things that are urgent. Love to hear it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know what you've got to do. You've got to decide. That's where it all starts, right, Tim? So how do we do that as a takeaway? Here's my advice to you. Take your day, your week, maybe even your month. Take out a big piece of paper. Draw four boxes, right? Put a cross down the middle. Number your quadrants. Urgent, important. Important on top or um, unimportant on the bottom. (laughs) Urgent and not urgent. You got it. Look it up just in case you're confused. Yes. Eisenhower matrix. So, And then write down all of the tasks that you're going to do today or this week and assign them to the appropriate quadrant. Is this important? Is it urgent? Which of these four boxes? And you'll probably be surprised to find out how many things you're, you're probably bottom heavy. Yeah, yeah. You're doing okay. lots of stuff that just really aren't that important. Yeah. And then figure out, can I eliminate it? Just cross it out. Can I delegate it? Like circle it, put somebody's initial next to it, figure out a way to delegate it. Um, do I really have to do this right away? Well, then go ahead and just do it. Mm-hmm. But the brilliance is how can I protect time for this quadrant number two? So actually write down your tasks, figure that out, and, and be intentional about protecting number two. Over time, all the rest will sort of naturally fade away. There's your marching orders from General Eisenhower, <laughs> General Lieutenant Tim over here. So I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, you've got to decide to get to box number two when it comes to the Eisenhower matrix. And that's how you're going to grow and profit and, of course, Eliminate stress. I really like that. We didn't stress on that part, but he said that, and uh, I think you know what to do. So we look forward to having a conversation with you very soon. Maybe Tim can help you with this process yourself. You know how to find Tim and us here at the Grow With Tim podcast. Subscribe, like, and share.